previously on The Creative Team. First night, we did the whole celebration Vince wanted, only to find out that Shane McMahon revealed that Stephanie also sold her shares. Vince is scouring the globe trying to figure out who owns half of his company. Eric Bischoff, he is in cahoots with Shane and Stephanie, and he brings in the real world champion, Booker T. And so we're getting Austin versus Booker T at Backlash as your main event. And Booker T comes out victorious with the help of the NWO. And we got Booker T holding the big gold belt in the air, claiming to be the real world's champion. This is Cole. Learn how to tell stories and logic. My God. <laughs> You're selling this shit so hard. And this is Ron. Yes. I hate your guts. Oh, that's, that's a lie right there. Oh, desperation is a stinky cologne. We are the creative team. Oh, my God. I quit. Well, it's the big hoe. Did you really just book that? <laughs> Michael Jordan and The Undertaker. Uh, in your face. One of them has 30 years, and the other one is just Michael Jordan. Woo! Welcome back to another exciting episode of... Oh! The Creative Team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another exciting episode of The Creative Team. I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud? I'm doing fantastic, Colesif. It is appointment radio or podcast. It's appointment podcasting, ladies and gentlemen, because we are on the road uh, to probably one of the greatest episodic sagas that the wrestling industry has ever seen or heard, probably just heard. Uh, we had a banger of an episode last week, really kicking off what the fan across the board uh, would consider a great start to the invasion angle. At least I hope so. I haven't seen any <laughs> feedback yet. Um, I, I, I'm anxious to see the reviews and uh, the responses to where we started. We're only one month deep, Cole. Uh have yeah. you had any uh, uh, feedback regarding this episode or the last episode? You mean since 20 seconds ago? Oh, <laughs> oh you, can't, you, you can't show them how we pull the bunny out of the hat. Yes, no, we decided to record two episodes in one day because, you know, when you're on a roll like how we are now, it's probably just a, it's probably a good idea to just keep word vomiting these ideas out and see where it takes us. <laughs> and that's basically where half the episode last week took us. Uh, my goodness, we righted a lot of wrongs in just that one month as far as slowing it down and not blowing our load. We did blow our load at the end there. Yeah, we definitely hot shot a little bit to get this kicked off. But there's so much nuance and so many people we haven't even discussed yet, really, other than pitching ideas about who we might want to use. Um, so, like, we've got a lot of bullets in the chamber, and we can really make this go. But I think we're off to a hot start. Definitely off to a better start than the real invasion angle with Lance Storm and Hugh Morris. Uh, <laughs> now, those guys are great additions to the roster, and uh, I, I, you know, they, they might come up here somewhere down the road, but I think right now. Uh, yeah. So Lance Storm and Hugh Morris were definitely good additions to the roster, but only half of them were good additions to the Performance Center. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hugh Morris definitely was unceremoniously removed at some point down the line. Oh, I'm sure uh, there were and... ceremonies involved. <laughs> Uh, did you hear uh, hear that story about the, the guy was trying to act like uh, 
or that someone was getting heat because they were saying Hugh Morris was making guys wrestle naked or some shit like that at training. And then like the real story came out was like, you know, the guys wanted to, everyone wanted to take a day off. So then they came up with this silly idea of this dude doing something naked and he did it. And so he gave him the day off and everyone laughed about it and it was cool. But like one person felt uncomfortable about it. So 20 years later, they're bringing it up. <laughs> cool story. <laughs> yeah, that's a great story. You know, no wonder he's Bill demoted. <laughs> so, all right. Come on. That was humorous. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so to recap where we're at, we debuted. See, but now I'm kind of questioning our idea nope. to start with. Nope. <laughs> to start Austin in the suit gimmick because we're going to turn him babyface here in like two weeks. So either way, <laughs> doesn't matter. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. We already put it on TV, ladies and gentlemen, so it sucks. So, we can't take it up with our own creative. Yeah. yeah. So in an effort to try to solidify the Austin heel turn, the first night we did the whole celebration Vince wanted after WrestleMania 14 with Austin in a suit and hugging Vince and being the good corporate champion, only to find out that Shane McMahon fully intended on uh, uh, inter- intervening and bringing the war to the WWF. Week two, we had Shane reveal that Stephanie also sold her shares and they were partners. And she kicked Vince in the dick, which was great. Week three, they debut. They uh, said, "Hey, next week we're gonna we're, we're gonna." Or week three, Vince is scouring the globe trying to figure out who his partner is, who owns half of his company. Week four, we get the reveal that it's Eric Bischoff, and he still wants to take WWF down, and uh, he is in cahoots with Shane and Stephanie, and he brings in the NWO to help their quest to take down the WWF. And since he's half half owner of the company, he decided he was going to debut the WCW champion, the real world's champion, Booker T at Backlash. And Vince McMahon got to handpick his opponent, to be fair. And so we're getting Austin versus Booker T at Backlash as your main event. And of course, Booker T comes out victorious with the help of the NWO. No titles changed hands. This was just a, you know, match for the who got to claim themselves the real world's wrestling champion. And Booker T and the Big Cold were the winner. Yes, Booker T standing tall the first month into this angle with Austin on the floor, maybe has NWO spray painted on his back. And we got Booker T holding the big gold belt in the air, claiming to be the real world's champion. That's heat, brother. That's definitely a way to go home, and that's definitely a reason to tune in Monday night. So, now, my goodness, with all that in mind, how do you open up Monday night? Do you have the big, snarky, douchey, confetti-like celebration of Booker (laughs) T? Like, does he come out and be kind of like King Booker, but definitely in his, like, you know, back then garb, you know, uh, just... Can you dig that sucker? Like, like, like. Yeah. I would never. You would never see this picture on your television, but you do now, sucker. Oh, this, I, I just I, that that could be one thing, but you know, the next step has got to be a big one. What's gonna be Vince's counter to all this? See, okay, so this just hit me. So since Bischoff is going to be trying to take credit for giving guys opportunities, right? And 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 he he's the one who invented the cruiserweight division and whatnot. That's got to be the next step, 
I think we got to debut some cruiserweights. We got to bring the cruiserweight champion. We got to do all that. But also, this would be a good point where we can bring Chris Jericho and Eddie Guerrero, like the Radicals. This would be a good time for those guys that left WCW disgruntled into the mix to kind of come to Vince's back and and try to try try to anti, you know, Bischoff guys in WCW. So like, there's a lot we can do here. Um, I I kind of like the idea of celebrating Booker T on Monday Night Raw. Like right off the bat, we're gonna celebrate Booker T. I, I, I kind of love it. Like the oh, I'm just my my issue right now is that everyone involved is kind of a tweener, and so without crowd reaction, it's gonna be interesting to see how this goes. Um, did Austin really get heat for a heel turn and being Vince's right hand man? And when the NWO interfered, did they cheer for the NWO? Did they cheer for Hogan over Austin? Or did they turn on WCW and us? So um, which side do you think the fans are with our booking so far? See, you know, and this is this is a product of the times because, you know, right. that it was just left up to the audience. Who do you side with? Great. Uh, if, it, if it were me, if we're going back to 15-year-old me, I would be like, you know, conflicted because you know the promos leading up to the match itself you know claiming that hey look in the mirror a face like mine wouldn't be in the main event of this show for reasons that you all can put together they, they won't actually yeah. say it but you know you got a heel that has a legit reason to be there and do what he's doing and then that all gets shat on by him cheating anyway yes and so I think it's like a, a double turn of the century with some political vibes added to it. And you, and you have a guy who's painted a certain way, you know, uh, you know, that he's claiming that he's using that to gain that, like, fuck you, I'm doing this. But then he uses, you know, with the NWO gang warfare to yeah. win and spray paints the, the champion. And, you know, if it were me, especially being like the pro WWF guy, even though I watched both sides of the Monday night wars, just because it was more wrestling, that would sway me to go, no, Austin. Uh, so I can only put myself in my own shoes as a fan at that time period, and I would lean towards the WWF as the good guys. Okay, because yeah, because for me, that's where we're, where we get into who do who do we decide we want to bring in? Because if WCW is if the WCW Eric Bischoff NWO alliance is like pure heel then I'm not sure I want to bring in DDP and like Rey Mysterio, you know, to the aid of Eric Bischoff. Oh, definitely. Right? Me either. Because like... So so then that changes things for me. The best part about this whole idea, Kolsev, is that we're doing a long form of really the beginning of this whole thing. We can have four more episodes down the road, you know, life after the invasion, you know... For me, like just basically, basically where my mind is going, I don't even have DDP as a thought yet. You know, just right. because there's so much meat on the bone with the outsiders, Hogan, and you know whomever, and Booker T thus far, and you know there's also chess pieces that we haven't brought up yet that I'm pretty sure we're gonna get to today because it's time. Um, but yeah, already I love that we both kind of love the Booker T celebration. Yeah. Uh, so if I can use this time to to throw my first pitch at you, 
Go ahead. Let's just say that beat down the previous night put Austin on the shelf for a couple weeks. You know, I mean, you got you got four guys and and the new world champion beating the crap out of him. So now, not only do we have a fucked finish and someone falsely claiming that they're the real world's champion based on cheating, you know, he's only going by what's what 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 it says in the scoreboard. Now we actually don't have our hero world champion to come out and counterpoint it. We have to actually deal with this temporarily. So what could be Vince's counter attack to this? So I don't know if this is we do this right off the bat. I feel like we should have the audience endure a couple weeks of this bullying. And then, you know, what if Vince's next move, he comes out because let's remind you who's been on commentary this entire time. So what if Vince comes out and says, you know, when your back up, when your back is up against the wall, sometimes you got to take extreme measures to get where you need to go. Same page. Yes. And then that's when we have Paul Heyman come out next to, next to Vince and just big old moment, you know, but it's a different type of moment. Like, you, you know, it's not like a snarky, I'm hugging Eric Bischoff. This is horse shit. This is like a confused babyface reaction of all babyface reactions because you can play off the whole, like, you know, Vince McMahon kept Paul Heyman and ECW afloat for so long because he, he, you know, he believed in having a, basically a wrestling farm elsewhere that he can pull from whenever he need be. And boy, is this a, in case of emergency, break glass scenario because he can come out and reestablish people that maybe didn't get their fair shake, maybe alumni from uh, from Take It Up Creative. This would be a fantastic debut for Rob Van Dam. This would be a fast, fantastic reemergence for Taz. So my idea is for Vince to seek the help of Extreme Championship Wrestling and Paul Heyman as opposed to ECW just getting absorbed into the invasion as extra heels because they don't have enough of the top guys to make it a fair fight. Well, yes, because we've taken care of that shit now already. Yes. Like, we, we established Booker T as a, as a top guy right off the bat, uh, and we have the NWO. So, like, we've got top guy power uh, right from the get-go. We still have guys like Ric Flair, Scott Steiner, uh, DDP around that we could we could find something for them to do. Plus, we have The Rock that's on sabbatical at the time. So we've got a lot of name value and uh, stars we can bring in at some point. I was just thinking, you, you took the words right out of my mouth with Vince trying to recruit Paul Heyman. And I do like that because um, that is a great way to introduce ECW as an option. Now, where I'm at in my head is trying to decide which way Paul Heyman's going to go. But I like the idea of Vince seeking out help going after Heyman. And it just gave me another brilliant idea for something down the road um, where we could have the Heyman recruiting fail and another group of some description could also come to help uh, Vince McMahon. So um, I love the idea of recruiting Paul Heyman. I like maybe the idea of a couple weeks working with Paul where he brings in RVD, he brings in Tommy Dreamer, he brings in Mike Awesome, 
and you know and then and he's got taz there with him and we have an ecw faction i'd also if we're going to do this at this point i think it would be a great time to bring sabu in while the you know in the night in the 90s and well it's early 2000s but rather than way later on down the road i think we could have a really good ecw faction that we bring in and and so I love it. I think that's exactly the idea. We have Booker T's celebration week one, uh, and and we Vince dropping the idea of recruiting, at least making the pitch to Paul Heyman and yes. ECW to join him in the battle. Not 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 solidify anything yet, but make that pitch, and maybe that's how we even go off the air. Exactly. We we do another slow build. Like I don't want to blow our low just yet. Yeah. What we do is we have maybe you know Vince pitch the idea to Paul, and Paul is conflicted because the way he exited ECW, he didn't have enough money to pay the guys, so he took a job as a commentator at ECW and just let it go under. He abandoned his yeah. baby. So you have the story of Paul Heyman basically Blues Brothersing it. Uh, to go like you know, first he's got to accept the the you know the task, but then he's also got to make amends with all these guys and actually get them to come help. But with this angle, you really solidify the stars of ECW. All the stink of how they're booked in WWF land would would be written off because the whole purpose of this angle is that Vince needs these guys to win, and that already yeah. puts them on a pedestal right in line with all of the top, the supposed top stars of WWF. Thus, I feel like he can make an entire roster of guys at the same time because we need you in order to survive this. Yes, I agree with all that. I, I think the, 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 the conflict in my brain is where... I want this thing to go in the end. Exactly. As opposed to where we're at now and just trying to book it episodically. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know that I want to drop the reveal as to what I want to happen. But at the same time, like if we're not working towards that, like if we're not working towards that, we're going to kind of be conflicted on as far as the storytelling goes. So like for me, since Bischoff owns half the company and we've got, Shane and and Steph are there and they're in cahoots with Bischoff. For me, I think what I'm trying to build to in the long term after invasion is for WCW, you know, the Eric Bischoff and, and, and that faction to take over one of the shows altogether. So like it would be WCW SmackDown, WWF Raw, or or Monday Nitro is going to be a WWF product, and then it, it, that's so. I'm, I'm so I'm slightly conflicted with where we go and what we're booking towards, and and with that in mind. So I guess we need to just decide: do we want to book towards that, or do we want to book towards the invasion as a blow off, and then after that, it's just everyone's intermingled, which is kind of what really happened. Well, see, like I like I said beforehand, you know the whole idea of world dominance isn't even on the table the right. the whole story is that hey we're wcw and we're here to stay you can't get rid of us it doesn't matter right. about world dominance because we got 50 50 you know we can just fight this out every week if you want we're not putting any stakes on who owns what but you have no say over the fact that these guys are here and we're going to do what we want but vince is playing on the side that i want you out but he has yes. no he has nothing he can do about it 
Yeah, so the only thing owns half of the company. Yeah. yeah, so the only thing he can do is just have random desperate pleas and moves that he can make. But like you know, even if he, even if he like wins the battle, the fact still remains. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, yeah, that is one. That is an option we can definitely get to. But right now, it's just you know, right now we're just booking the chaos on the way there. So I don't want paul Heyman to say yes right off the bat yeah week one is just him pitching it yeah. i do think we're on the same page as far as wwe and ecw needs to align a little bit with the with the uh you know the caveat or the chess piece down the road you know paul Heyman hasn't had any he's got a perfect track record of dumping of dumping ecw before so yeah. who knows where his allegiance could end up during this angle but as far as kicking it off and maybe like, you know, heels have reasonings behind their actions. Maybe before he like later down the road goes on to greener pastures and betrays everybody, maybe in his own mind, he's making amends by giving all these people he left behind jobs. Uh, yeah. And then he fucking fucks them over later on. But, uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to like blow the whole ECW load right off the bat. We're just... We're just kind of like putting a putting a, moving a piece on the chessboard of Vince yeah. McMahon reaching out to Extreme Championship Championship Wrestling, something with, that we never thought we would see him do. Yeah, so I think that's for us. That's solidified. Week one, we've got the Booker T celebration. I think we need to start things with Austin in the NWO. Probably week one, at least Austin being pissed off and letting it known that he's kind he's coming after the NWO. Oh yeah. Yeah, I and definitely so, I definitely so, like the, the the weeks of him being gone. There's like there's like bullying and like hey. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they laid out Austin, so he's off TV. So yeah, we'll yeah, Austin is off TV. And because Vince doesn't have Austin, he he puts out the feelers to Heyman. Okay, gotcha. And then yeah, that's perfect. And then right now we're all talking like, you know, where's Austin? Uh who does yeah. Vince have? The Rock's gone. So, like Okay. So yeah, so week 1 Austin's out because the NWO injured him. Booker T, we have the Booker T celebration. We give him let's this will be the week where we give him some jabroni to beat up in 5 minutes. Yes. Call it Xbox. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe not Xbox. Well, yeah, no. Come no, on no. now. Hold on. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Booker T, we feed someone to Booker T from the WWF roster. Um and then we close the show with with Vince recruiting Paul Heyman and ECW to help him take on his kids in, in the NW, WCW NWO. So perfect. Um, I think for week two, uh, maybe we do the same thing with Booker T, but maybe Booker T's in the main event this time against someone a little bit higher up on the card, either Regal or, or, or Angle. I'm, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I want to see one of these matches. I don't like, <laughs> um, I like Angle. Yeah, definitely. Um, so so week two, we got Booker versus Angle. Um, I think this is where we need to start maybe debuting some more WCW talents. Yes. So maybe this is the week where Bischoff brings the WCW tag team champions, which was it was it O'Hare and Jindrak at that point, or was it... Um... I don't know, and I don't care, because those guys aren't invited <laughs> in my fantasy land. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Everybody that we got and ended up with, no. I mean, I'm definitely open. I'm definitely open to ideas. 
I'm yeah, definitely we open. Have, we have to grow the roster. We can't just have it be four guys, and that's the whole WCW invasion. Oh, no, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But definitely not those guys. Fucking well, yeah. give me some Alex so, Wright. Where's Glacier at? Show me some Canyon. Well, that's what I just I don't remember. Was it was it um was it Crush and Adam Bomb that were the fucking tag champs or was it Oh good Jindrak God and Oh good God, give me Jindrak and O'Hare then if we're going with Chronic. Fuck I chronic. mean cause I I mean cause real <laughs> realistically, like as much as it would be cool for us to bring in fucking Goldberg and Steiner or whoever. Right. I I you know, we, we gotta be a little realistic. Oh, like, for for sure, for <laughs> um, sure. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay. So counter counter that. How do we feel about Billy Kidman? Love Billy Kidman. What are we doing with him though? Like, we're 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 trying to have someone fuck over uh, Angle in this match. Uh, no, not yet. That's that's a, that's that's down the down the road for me. This is just an aside. Like WCW Bischoff's going to start bringing in more talent. Okay. And so so since we started with Booker T as a guy that would never get an opportunity in WWF uh is the kind of thing that Vince just wouldn't do. Maybe this is where we bring in the oh well I'm the cr- cruiserweight guy. I'm the guy who brought in all the cruiserweights. I popularized it in American television. So I'm bringing the WCW cruiserweight champion Billy Kidman and then he makes his debut on that night. And so we debut the cruiserweight title champion, you know, and, and he can wrestle whoever. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it. It that's he can wrestle X Pac. There you go. The X Pac has a, has an opponent because he's kind of a cruiserweight. There weren't a lot of cruiserweights at that moment in WWE, um, and so we're gonna bring in a bait. You know, we're bringing in Kidman. Sure, Kidman and X Pac, great start and a loss. Have a great match. Yeah, and a loss won't hurt X Pac because he wasn't training for the cruiserweight champion of the world. And right. you know, and we also get to play into Bischoff's, you know. Uh, political movement of saying, "Hey, I'm the owner that brings you the good action." Right, right. exactly. That's what he started doing. I'm going to bring cruiserweights. I'm bringing guys. You know, I I'm the one who brought in all the guys from Japan and all the luchadors, and and he's putting this over. But he's going to start with Kidman, and and then this would be a great way at some point where we're going to bring in Rey Mysterio. But which side is he on? Who's going to bring in Rey? Is stuff that's up in the air. Yes. So we've got Kidman. An X Pac, we've got Booker T and Angle. Um, I think this would be a good week. Like week two, we're gonna need to have some kind of update from Paul Heyman. So do we want to debut Rob Van Dam on week two so that we've got a couple weeks to build to the pay-per-view? We need to have a segment of of Paul Heyman finding Rob Van Dam. <laughs> and we need to have like an interview, like you know, just him pleading. You know, Paul Heyman's a great actor. He can he can do segments. You know, and and Rob Van Dam, he'd be great if you're if it's pre-taped. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I I love the visual, and they did this before, like after the invasion angle. But I think if Paul Heyman's first get was Rob Van Dam, then I think that would be like the the starting off point where everyone else would kind of follow in suit. Like, well, if Rob right. is following the leader, let's fucking go. So like, what if like, what if like, you know, we, we build up to that angle Booker T match and, you know, RVD runs in, gets on the top rope and does the whole, who's he going to frog splash. And you know, that's where, Oh, he, that, do like a, yeah. Do like a super yeah, flex. Yeah. They're both yeah. Down. down, both d- double down and like, uh, Rob Dan Dan, big pop. And like, he, like, who's he going to frog splash? And you know, uh, 
maybe he hits Angle, maybe he hits Booker T. Where do we go from there? I mean, this has to be like the you know we we went off, we had major heat last episode. This has to be like the hope spot for WWE. You know, we got to have something. So I think that this would be the time where we see RVD's allegiance go towards Paul in the WWE. But do we have to take give them a hope spot yet? It's true. <laughs> or can we like really stack the odds against them to the point where it's like, holy shit, this is ridiculous. Oh yeah, if he chose to frog splash Kurt yeah. Angle. Yeah. So I like I love that idea. The the main event of Raw, Booker T versus Angle, right? Uh huh. And so yeah, we do something. They're both down, and that's when Heyman comes out. And he, you know, he comes out first and then he starts waving his arms. like come down and here comes Rob Van Dam. Huge pop. He goes up to the top rope. They're both down. For me, he frog splashes Kurt Angle. Because oh, now, yes. now we're stacking the deck against WWF so bad that Vince is really going to have to pull a rabbit out of his hat. And I have an idea where I want to go with this. So, um and this might be two weeks down the line. This might be after judgment date. Not sure when we want to do that yet, but we'll get there. Well, hold on. So, we got to let this moment breathe a bit because, yeah. Right. Yeah. RVD, like this whole thing, you know, we have this big segment, this big cliffhanger. Is he going to accept? Is he going to accept? We finally get the visual of Paul Heyman running down to the ring and waving waving the Calvary, and it's Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Huge pop. The, po yeah. the, the crowd is invested. Big old decision. Who's he going to do it? Frog splashes Kurt Angle, and we just see Paul Heyman have that faraway look in his eyes, like even, yes, the evil. Even yes. he was had. Like we 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 leave no op Ooh. we leave no option on the table that Paul was with RVD in this decision. Maybe we can have Bischoff say, "You really think that I was going to make moves and waves like this and not consider the whole fucking show?" There you go. Okay, yeah. So then, so then. Uh... See, because I'm trying to decide whether I want Heyman and ECW just as a whole on that side, or we just because I don't want to make Heyman look like like he's hapless necessarily. Um, and so I I think just like Heyman joining the group for me is where I would go, and then we've got uh, I'll see I'm RVD, down yeah. Taz and 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 like. You know, just a cut that way. They're they, like, we've got a pretty goddamn stacked roster at that point, and it wasn't like out of necessity necessarily. It wasn't like, well, this sucks, so we're gonna throw ECW in. This was like, holy shit, WCW's roster. Like, this is this is dangerous. So Vince is desperate, asking for help, and even then, uh, they say, well, you, he's like, WCW didn't cost us fifty percent of the company. We bought ECW too. Like we bought that too, and we got those contracts, and and that's where I would lean with that. And so then Vince has to go, you know, to try to find help somewhere else. Yes, see that's that that is good. It's just when I when I'm thinking about it, I, I'm thinking like maybe it's too early for Paul to jump ship because we still have, you know, Vince gave him a job. He called WrestleMania. His life completely turned around. And I think it's a crazy element to the story that even Paul was duped here. And we can prolong. Because I do think the payoff of ECW helping WWE as like a big pivotal hope spot for a pay-per-view is something that the audience could use. And maybe, yeah. maybe want to tune in the next week to see how WWE is going to keep the momentum going or what WCW's next move is. 
Uh, so, and also with this move that RVD fucks everybody over and joins WCW side, now, now we also, as fans, talk about the possibilities of other guys helping whomever. Now we might have an a better idea for Diamond Dallas Page if he comes in. Right. Who's he going to help? You know, now we actually have a reason why a baby face like Diamond Dallas Page, who doesn't really fit right now, has a reason to slip in and benefit from this. And that's just, that that's like going down the road. So I love that we both kind of agree that this is a great way to debut Rob Van Dam. It's just, we need to decide, is this the time Paul Heyman fucks everyone over now, or do we save that? I, I For me, I think that because for, for me, someone that we talked about a little bit ago, Vince McMahon can go to help, uh, you know, that he, he is going to get some of these guys at some point, like some of the WCW guys or free agents or whoever are going to end up on the WWF side. And maybe some of the WWF guys are going to end up jumping ship and being on the WCW NWO side of things as well. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I think for sure we've got like Jericho, <clears throat> Jericho is going to be anti Bischoff period. Right. Like, Mick Foley is going to be anti-Bischoff. Not that he's active, but he's it's a bullet we have there. Um, and then I, you know, there's a lot of other guys. Like we're pretty close to the time when uh, Shawn Michaels makes his return. We're pretty, you know, we've we've got the Rock is up in question. Who knows what he's going to do since Vince screwed him over at WrestleMania? Like who knows what's going to happen with. We still uh, got Taker and Sting out there. Yeah, we still got Taker. We still got Sting. We still have Arn Anderson and Ric Flair around, and there's another group slash faction that we can bring back to life. Um, so there's a lot we could do. I think for me, uh, since we've decided that WWF is going to end up being kind of the baby face in this, uh, I think, you know, in creative team fashion we book as much fucking heat as we possibly can before we let the baby faces make a comeback oh definitely i'm just the one thing the one little detail because i love heat too brother brother yeah the one little detail that makes me want to hold off on paul like, like i love the idea of paul switching sides but having the entire ecw guys go with him uh basically reignites the reason why I made this how should I word this basically I'm trying to avoid ECW being WCW's henchmen again you know what Correct. I'm saying oh, no no I'm with you okay so I'm uh, so here because I just I just got another great idea to build off of this so Heyman brings in RVD but then RVD swerves Heyman Heyman's upset so week three we've got Vince just berating Heyman him and Heyman are going at it whatever we're going to let RVD cut his first promo ever. I don't I don't want RVD being seen before this frog splash yeah. for me. No. So then RVD is going to cut the promo. I think it's a great spot. It's like, Paul, you, you wrote so many rubber checks. You did all this. How could you ever think I would be, you know, uh, committed to you? No. Eric wrote me, backed up the Brinks truck. They wrote me a check. Eric and Stephanie and, and Shane, they're paying me. I know these checks are good. I'm I'm not out here to be, you know, to, to like to wave the banner for ECW. I'm here to make money and be the biggest wrestling star in the business. I'm with WCW. 
and then we give Heyman the out so we can keep an an ECW faction. But that also gives us an opportunity for Rob Van Dam to feud with Angle, but then to feud with the ECW crowd as well. So eventually Heyman is going to get someone on his side. And I mentioned Sabu earlier. Whoa, great. Can we do any better than Sabu versus RVD? Except for maybe Jerry Lynn versus RVD. I'm just saying there's a lot of options. A lot of people Paul could turn to who would be more loyal to him. Um, Tommy Dreamer. And then there's already the ECW guys that are on the WWE roster like Raven and Taz and those guys around. So, um, plus somebody we mentioned that was in WCW now, a little past his prime, I'll be the first to admit that, but we still got Bam Bam Bigelow around as well as an option, as someone we could throw in just to, just to, to, in, to grow this thing since we need, since I think the biggest thing is I like the idea of that because then we're not going to just dump the whole ECW roster on there and we didn't just like triple the amount of WCW people in one night. So I I think I like the idea of ECW being on the side with Vince. Yes, me too. Like, because before what I was thinking is that because uh, we've 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 been keeping Flair in our back pocket since we switched to Bischoff being the guy who bought the shares, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking we could bring Flair in and he'd be Dangerous Alliance versus the Four Horsemen. R- well, pretty much, but like <laughs> yeah, Flair and the Horsemen would show up to come to Vince's aid because they know they like fuck you, the NWO is an absolute cancer. Bischoff's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. He put the company out of business. I know that if he gets control of your company, it's going to go under. We're going to help you fight the, you know, WCW. And and then you could bring in, you know, um, at the time, Benoit was there. He was already a four horseman. Malenko was there. He was already a four horseman. If you bring Arn and Flair over, you've got an easy kind of group, but also you could throw Jericho in there because he hates Bischoff. So, like, mm-hmm. you could have Flair align with Jericho. You've got Arn Anderson there just as an enforcer, and, like, you, you've you got something there. So, like, yeah, we're getting back into gang warfare and faction warfare, but this is, like, everyone's got to pick a side, so that's all there is to it. Yes, and we are so, and we are getting into the weeds with all the chess pieces, so let's get back to the story so, at yes, hand. So we need a decision. Is Paul Heyman... It, Turning or is Paul Heyman staying babyface, but RVD joined WCW? The visual of Eric Bischoff cutting a promo and talking about how he already acquired Rob Van Dam before any of this happened, thus making him look like the guy that's smarter than both of the other owners of the other companies and also recognizing the talent before the other guys as well. Like, he's basically saying, you guys want action? I'll give you action. I'm signing RVD. And I did it before you thought he was going to be your knight in shining armor. I'm with that. I'm with that promo. So that's it. So, yes. So we'll keep ECW as an alliance with WWF, sort of, but now Heyman's back to square one. He doesn't have anyone on his side. So maybe the next couple weeks we can have him talking to, like, the Dudleys, we can have him talking to Taz. We can have him talking. Maybe we debut a Mike Awesome. Maybe yes. we debut some of those. Yeah. I don't want to risk it on somebody who can or may defeat Rob Van Dam. I want somebody who has defeated Rob Van Dam. 
have Vince McMahon put somebody from ECW on a pedestal so hard to make to have a big to have a match at Judgment Day against RVD. And it's great because the whole RVD story is a secondary subplot to this whole thing. It's not the main right. focus. Right now it's Austin and NWO and Booker T is there as the as the real world champion. So you have all these scenarios playing out as a slow right. build for WCW being on the map. So this is great. I love that it's not just one angle. We have subplots taking place around the big angle. And, oh, man, uh, 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 an ECW member of our choice picked by Vince McMahon going against uh, Rob Van Dam in, like, the semi-main of Judgment Day is sounds like where we're going. Okay, so then what we've got for week three is Bischoff cutting the promo about how he outsmarted Vince. He thought everyone thought RVD was just going to join in line, but he signed that. But WCW signed RVD. Um, Heyman and Vince are regrouping. We get the promo where Vince wants go find someone that that already beat this guy, right? Um, and then we've got Booker T. Do are we gonna are we gonna build to Booker versus Angle at the pay per view now that they had a match and it was a fuck finish? Is Man. that our Judgment Day WCW title match? That definitely could be with maybe a surprise return all right we'll get there so all right so so then the next couple of weeks we'll keep continuing the booker t angle storyline um but this is great too because now we've got angle and and we could go with angle and rvd we could go like it's oh it's so great yeah the following week you know angle has a, a total gripe to say no i need another match against booker t he didn't beat yeah. me it was a yeah you know and but also on the way there, I have some anger to take out. Just have a main a banger yeah. main event of a match on Raw with Angle and RVD, and you know this, uh, you know just have that move the angle for both matches. You know this is this could be Perfect. this could be where the unveiling of the ECW star that's going to face Rob Van Dam at Judgment Day is revealed. He he runs into this match. Perfect. So on week three, we've got Bischoff segment. We've got the Heyman and Vince segment. And we've got a main event of RVD versus Kurt Angle. I fucking love it. Now who? Fucking love it. Now who are who from ECW are we gonna make to go one on one with RVD? And, and I think we need just to throw some NWA shit talking promo in there. Now, do we have the NWO guys getting involved with any of the roster yet, or are we just cutting promos and waiting for someone to come to them? I mean. NWO is just being their bully selves, and they're coming on every week, just you know, smoking cigars, uh, drinking, bullying people. They're talking about how they put Austin on the shelf, shit like that. Uh, you know, they don't have to wrestle because they're too big of stars. They could just be threads of all the episodes. Whereas, Perfect. like, whereas, like, maybe the subplot is is you know, Booker T's the real world heavyweight champion, and RVD. Yep. Finally made his debut in the big company, but against the big company. Yes. Perfect. So then week four, the go-home episode leading up to Judgment Day. Are we bringing back Austin before Judgment Day, or are we waiting until Judgment Day itself? Let's let's keep the spotlight on RVD right now. Okay. So week four, we're building up for RVD versus... So who's Heyman, gonna, Heyman and Vince's hand-picked opponent? Right? Yeah, from ECW, who's gonna go after Rob Van Dam as a fucking in a grudge match? Well, for me, I think the only 
as much as we love Mike Awesome and like Jerry Lynn and guys and Tommy Dreamer, like we're fans of them. Yes. Do they have the name recognition to be able to pull off pull that off at the pay per view? I don't think so, but I think do I, we want to go with the WWF ECW go like Taz to get one last big match out of Taz, or do we have to go with Sabu? I would go with Sabu. The story writes itself. You can have, you know, you know, we need to we need to strike while the iron's hot with Sabu. You know, he's not long. He's his bell to bell skills are not long for this world at this time. <laughs> and and I yes. feel like and I feel like if you're gonna end a story, if you're a smart fan, if you're gonna end a story between two guys, and you're gonna have RVD win a match that's back and forth, I I you know it's got to be Sabu. I, if if it were me, this would be how Sabu ends his career. You know, this right. would, it would be yeah. great heat, and it, it would be like very well agreed upon. You know, the, with yeah. the history they've had, you can even throw Bill Alfonso in there somewhere, uh, just as a little a little go home piece. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's got to be Sabu uh, coming after RVD. It would definitely put a nice positive spotlight on Sabu, considering he's such an underground phenomenon. But if 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 you have Vince seeking the help of Sabu. Uh, to face Rob Van Dam, I think it puts a great spotlight on yeah. Sabu. All right, so so that that'll be the reveal of Sabu. It's RVD and Sabu at Judgment Day. Uh, we got Booker T and Angle at Judgment Day. Um, do we we need some opposition to the NWO? Do we want to debut the NWO in some kind of match at Judgment Day, or just? This is where they're finally where Austin's going to make the, the 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 close of Judgment Day is going to be Austin in the NWO going toe to toe. Okay, so we'll just save the NWO for the title match with Booker and Angle, and then we bring Austin back. Yeah, if it were me, okay. if I had my druthers, and we we don't have to go with it. Uh, fucking NWO doesn't wrestle until the invasion until the invasion pay per view, uh, but. It could be called for it because we have so much. We have so many other people that can like come in and make a name for themselves. Whereas those four guys, they're already just you know Mount Rushmores as far as like as far as like made guys. We don't need yeah. to build them. We're kind of using them as like heavy hitter background noise to build the guys that should be built up and moving forward in the future. Uh, yeah, and then when we need them for a big match, we've got them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it like. You know, they can take as long as they want to actually have a match, and they need to have like their backs up against the wall and a reason to fight people. Whereas, whereas right now they have all the power and they don't need to. Uh, but that's why we're here. We're going to couple up with reasons for why why they need to finally. Um, but yeah, so what do we do with the Angle and Booker T match? Like, well, I think we, well first we need to finish week four. How are we? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only segment we really have is that we're going to debut Sabu is going to be the ECW guy Heyman gets. Yeah. Um, we, we've we got to have some kind of an altercation with Angle and Booker, something to face them off, or at least something with Bischoff and Vince to make that match happen at, at, at Judgment Day for sure. Okay, so um, the main event is, is Rob Van Dam and Angle, right? No. And, yeah, the Rab... The main event is Rob That's, Van Dam yeah, and Angle. Week, week three, yeah, week three, main event, Rob Van Dam versus Angle. Week two, yeah, week two, Rob Van Dam debuts. Week three, we've got RVD versus Angle. Week four, we have Heyman 
introducing Sabu and setting up for Sabu RVD at Judgment Day. Okay. And it's going to be Extreme Rules. It's going to be all that oh, shit. For sure. So they can do whatever they need to do. Okay, and so they have their yeah. shit solidified. So now we need the go-home segment for Angle and Booker. Yes. Or, or at least we need to make solidify that's going to be the title match at at thing. Um, do we, and I don't think we need any real stipulations other than just Angle's got beef because of that and then after that he once and he can even just throw it out there once he wins the wcw title at judgment day he's going to kick the shit out of rvd get him back for you know for for the frog splash so So what we need to do we need to you know we need to have vince you know vince is a guy that would learn his lesson from the show before like okay well you guys just dismantled my champion with game with guerrilla warfare so i need a way to prevent that from happening and this this isn't a blood feud for a cage match so let's have us in a good old fashioned lumberjack match. My my supporters <laughs> and your supporters surround the ring. Don't get involved at all, fucker. <laughs> Shit like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that because I think <laughs> that if we've got a lumberjack match, it's just going to turn into a clusterfuck. Oh yeah, of epic proportions. So I think we need to avoid that one. As fun as it would be to have like. 15 WCW guys that haven't de- the problem is we haven't debuted anybody except for Billy Kidman and RVD, RVD. like we've only got seven Booker guys T. on the WCW side at this point so I think we have to hold off on that but that sounds like a fantastic fucking thing for like King <laughs> of the Ring final yes is like <laughs> oh we'll um, get there we'll get there but yeah. uh, I mean do we go home with with a small prevail or do we go home with a big return or a debut another debut uh, I, I think going home, this would be a great time for the first maybe sign that I, I think this is the first time there needs to be physicality maybe against the NWO. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we have a promo with Booker and Angle. I, I don't care. We could do a contract signing. We do something where things get a little physical and the NWO gets involved and maybe Scott Hall's taking an angle slam, Yes, you know, and, and maybe Kevin Nash is in an ankle lock and then the numbers are just too big or whatever. And so the NWO finally beats down angle going into the pay-per-view, but we make angle look strong because he got a little bit of heat on the NWO and now it's a big deal. Booker T and angle at the pay-per-view. Yes. I think, but we definitely have to have the NWO involved in it. So that will be their involvement week four. So we'll have an NWO, slash angle slash booker brawl but we're still going into the pay-per-view on heat so yes. it'll be great and it's great because booker t you know he's not an actual member of the nwo but he's basically using the nwo as the apa right <laughs> uh, yeah pretty much pretty much you know it's but but it's not even booker it's like he's not associated with them but he's the champion and Bischoff is using his bullies. Yeah. And Bischoff and Shane are using their bullies to protect and you the can, WCW title. And you can kind of use that as a motive for Booker T down the road to turn. Like, hey, look, you know, Correct. I don't need your help all the time. I'm the real world. I'm the real world heavyweight champion. I yeah, can win yeah. this shit on my own, sucker. And so we'll just go off the air with heat. Yes. Right. And uh, Harlem heat. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll, 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 you know, have, we'll be building up Billy Kidman as the cruiserweight champion. We'll, we'll start pushing. I think one of the things that would be great is if maybe we do sign a couple luchadors, like maybe this, this could be when they sign like the, the guys that ended up being the Mexico, but like, you know, maybe let's get Hoovy in there. Let's get a couple cruiserweights in there 
So there's a WCW cruiserweight division that we're establishing. Oh, yeah. That's that's separate from everything else that's going on. So oh, we've definitely. got Kidman versus Hoovy at, you know, at, at the pay-per-view too. And it's not just WCW versus WWF. Let's unite all the fucking titles. But who was it? Was Booker T the double champion when this happened? Was he the United States and WCW champion? I'm not sure. I know he was the WCW champion when he left. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't even remember. I guess we probably someone doing research probably should have figured that out. Oh, maybe maybe <laughs> our maybe our fans will go out there and comment on our shit. Yeah, there's <laughs> that. So okay, so we've got a good thing, and then obviously we haven't involved the Undertaker in anything yet, or Kane or Rikishi. Like the whole roster hasn't gotten involved yet. Um, but I think coming out of Judgment Day is when people need to start going to Vince, like Jericho and Eddie and these guys, because they want to help you know, turn the tables. And I think that's where we bring in flair, but that's next week, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where we're at time wise now. Oh yes. We're definitely good. Yeah, no, uh, we are. We're going to yeah. get to judgment day. Let's, let's, let's solidify this judgment day. Cause we're here, pal. Yeah, we are here. So judgment day, we've got a WCW cruiserweight title match, Kidman versus Juventud Guerrera. Um, We've got the RVD Sabu spectacular on a WWF pay-per-view. Um, I think this would be, I know this is, I mean, this is total fan service, but it's one of those where it's going to be crazy. The crowd's not going to care about who's heel and baby facing this. It's just going to be over. And, and this is one of those where they absolutely would probably steal the show and have the match of the night. And it'd be great. Yes. Um, and, it'll, and it will be a moment that elicits every emotion because if it were me, I would have RVD win and beat him by the skin of his teeth, but Sabu just goes on his merry way and says, that's it. Right, right. And so he defeats the first ECW guy, because I think it's great to keep the tension between Vince and Heyman. Yes. I don't want them to be too buddy-buddy. So absolutely, RVD defeats Sabu, and then maybe we can keep going with, with Heyman trying to bring guys in. Yeah, and we can we can plant that seed. Like, you picked the wrong yeah. guy, pal. He was right. washed up. Yeah, and so we're keeping the option open to flip Heyman, so that's great. Yes. Um. So then what we're obviously left with is our Booker T versus Kurt Angle main event at Judgment Day. NWO's going to get involved again. I, I This one might be a good time to just have, like, a completely no finish, just a, just thrown out, double disqualification, no like, no finish, but... We're going to go off the air happy because this is where Austin's going to make his return. And at this point, we're pretending that that heel turn never fucking happened. He's a full-on baby face. Here comes Austin down to the ring. Glass shatters. Him and Angle clear the fucking ring, beat the shit out of the NWO and Booker. Maybe not beat the shit out of them, but they send them running. No, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna fight. They're not gonna stick around. You know, we're definitely stunning Scott Hall because I need that to happen. Uh, you know, we're and maybe we cut it off before we get a stunner on Hogan. Yes, but maybe we just have that little bit of a face off. We definitely. I, we need to plant that seed where Hogan and Austin yes, come we're gonna, face to face in the ring, and then maybe you know Nash cuts off Austin from behind. And, absolutely, you know Angle and and Austin go whatever happens. Yeah, but need, NWO is gonna get, and Booker are gonna run. Yes, we're gonna have and, the big prevail yeah. moment like the finish. We didn't get the finish we wanted, but we're gonna definitely go home yeah. this time with WWE prevailing and the and, and the WCW guys scurrying off. Yeah, Austin and Angle in the show. 
shaking hands even because they've got a fucking they realize that the deck is stacked against them at that moment so yeah jr is going ape shit yeah Yeah, like this would be this would be perfect because you know this this pay-per-view you know you don't want to you don't want to debut too many people because you're going to take the steam off of others i think this was backlash was a great starting point and then now we got this judgment day where it's like the culmination of where we started also introducing new characters, intertwining them into the story. And we also have a lot of questions to answer still. You know, our handpicked guy didn't get the job done against RVD. No, we don't have... We still have this guy walking around saying he's the world world's heavyweight champion, not even holding our title. Uh, you know, we haven't gotten the better of these guys, but we definitely won this battle and we're going to party until tomorrow night. What <laughs> what are we going to do to sweep the rug out from under them the next night? Because that's where we got to go to keep them tuning in. Since we're at, you know, the hour, right about the hour mark again, we're done with this episode. We have booked to Judgment Day. We're good to go. Um, let's not give spoilers too much for next week. Let's not give away what we're thinking too much. But uh, I, th- I think where we're at right now is great. Austin and Vince celebrating. Shane said, fuck you. We got Steph's on his side. Eric Bischoff and the NWO are on their side. Uh, we got Booker T beating Austin and the NWO laying out Austin at Backlash. Uh, Monday night after, we're celebrating Booker T. We're elevating him to that top-of-the-line fucking guy. Vince goes to Paul Heyman to recruit ECW to help him. Um, but RVD swerves Heyman, and he joined the WCW crew. Eric Bischoff outsmarted everybody back in time and he went and signed the biggest free agent in professional wrestling Rob Van Dam before Vince McMahon could um then we've got uh RVD and Angle match with the NWO in there we've got Sabu debuting uh week four uh NWO Angle closing the show with Booker T anchor I mean this is just craziness this is fucking awesome yes oh I love all this and then Judgment Day we got Booker T versus Kurt Angle, RVD versus Sabu in Extreme Rules. We've got the we're establishing the cruiserweight division now officially, finally. Um, and then we end the show with Stone Cold and Kurt Angle clearing the ring of the NWO and Booker T and standing triumphant. The first time something has gone well for the WWF since WCW started showing up. Yes, milk and beer galore. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited for the next couple weeks of this show, man. This has gone really well. Oh, yes. I love where we're at. Um, and now we get to, you know, put some ideas together and, and get ready to build up to the WCW Invasion pay-per-view. Yes, and so. before we get there, Next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're on the road to the king of the ring. You touched on it earlier. There's so many possibilities, especially with the 50-50 angle in play, but I'm excited for this episode. The road to the king of the ring, chapter three of the invasion angle, and then we're going to lead all that to the big finale that is the saga of the creative team's invasion angle. Cole, we're two episodes deep, and I'm invested just as much as I was when I was 15, if not a little bit more. (laughs) <laughs> this is what should have happened uh and we're having a lot of fun presenting it to you and we still got two more weeks of episodes of take it up with creative the invasion angle so for ron kilborn i am your host cole dawson saying thank you we love you and good night more.
Thanks for listening. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Creative Team Pod or just the Creative Team on Facebook. Follow Cole Dawson on Twitter and Instagram at Cole2130 and follow yours truly at Ron underscore Kilborn. We'll see you next week on another episode of The Creative Team.